This is season three of the Truth and Transformation podcast. Truth is subjective, but you have your truth that when you follow radically changes all areas of your life. So this podcast will be raw, real, unedited. There will be adult conversation. There will be cursing. So if that's not appropriate because you've got young ones around, put your headphones on. I'm your host, Kirsty D, a woman's wellness intuitive coach. Let's dig in. Let's go. Hello, 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 lovelies. I hope you're having a wonderful week. This week, I want to talk to you about resentment, family life, boundaries, all like, oh, just juicy things, juicy topics. I want to talk about relationships, particularly um, family life. So this could be the relationship with your kids. This could be the relationship with your parents. This could be the relationship with your in-laws, siblings, whatever your family dynamic looks like your family might be you know not related by blood um but it's still your family it's still your unit it's like you know however whatever your family looks like to you and you know we're all different and that's you know um so 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 beautiful for me I'm not talking necessarily like the conventional term of family Anything that is, you know, your family. So it could be that your friends are your family. And I think that's really, really beautiful. It could be your roommates. Like, let's just dig into family stuff. And then also I'm going to talk about, you know, things like parents and um, things like parents. That sounds well dodgy. I'm a parent myself. Um, But you know what I mean? And the relationship um, with your kids. I want to talk about resentment because I talk a lot about um, creating healthy relationships, which is definitely not a, a linear thing by any means. It, you know, really requires us to like look at ourselves and to look at our, um, shit and the things that activate us. And, you know, if, if you listen to this podcast before, you know, I started on this very deep self love journey and how that's evolved to really look at my, um, relationships and stuff and really get to the root of things. And I also want to talk about boundaries because boundaries, you know, oh gosh, without boundaries, we just don't have healthy relationships. And I think there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to boundaries. So I'm going to try and dig into as many different areas of different types of relationships um as I can so whether you have kids or you don't have kids I think it can help you think about um I don't know whether it's like as I say your close loved ones and how they parent or the way that you were parented or the way you weren't parented and how that may have impacted you you know if your parents weren't around or you know it was just a really really unhealthy relationship Or even if you consider yourself as, you know, having a good relationship with whoever you define as, as your family, but you find that you do get activated and you do struggle with boundaries and stuff. So as much as I can, I'm going to try and dig into that in about 15 minutes to an hour. So I want to first all start off with resentment, because whether you personally find you struggle with resentment or you pick up on it, somebody you know will at times struggle with resentment, right? So this is why I want to talk about this, right? Because it's a really, really, really um, important thing to talk about, right? Because resentment is very normal and very human, but we often, when we feel resentment, feel shame, so we feel like we can't talk about it. And, you know, especially, say, for instance, we feel resentful around our we're struggling say with the kids or something we feel like we can't talk about that because there there is this element of shame and as I talked about in the self-love love and shame episode like you're never going to get rid of shame because shame is like 
a normal human reaction. It's kind of like that fight or flight thing that comes up to stop you in your tracks. And if you think about something like shame, you know, say you were feeling like resentful around how your life had changed with the kids and stuff, right? That comes up to stop you in your tracks. Um, that kind of shame so that, you know, you do continue to parent. But what can happen is it can, you know, be really, this really unhealthy relationship between you and your child. Um, you know, so, but you're never going to not, you know, um, bypass your humanness. So resentment is a topic that we really do need to talk about because whether you um, struggle with it or um, somebody you know, somebody that you love does, maybe is, you know, you notice that your parent has a lot of resentment um, or at some point, you know, if you're being human, which you are, if you're listening to this, at some point you will get pangs of resentment. And what resentment is, and this can really help you to understand a little bit more, maybe it's about around your family dynamics, as I say, whoever that, whoever family means to you. Um, But it can help you sort of understand that and help you to understand, you know, healthy relationships and unhealthy relationships a little bit more if we have this conversation. Um, Because what resentment is, first of all, it's to do with boundaries and things, okay? A lot of the time, um, you know, resentment builds up because we don't have boundaries. But what happens in particularly, say, in the relationship with our parents, um, it, it is one of the, the hardest things, right? Because, you know, you can love your child to bits. You can think the world, you know, of your child, but you don't stop having um needs and you know um, emotional needs particularly and often a lot of resentment is our emotional needs like we're really really struggling with them so you know we have a need to feel um significant you know to feel like we matter to feel like we're heard and we're seen and we belong and what often happens you know when you have kids um, you know, all your needs are, you know, on, on the child. So we can feel, you, you know, resentful and then we can feel bad about that because we're like, oh gosh, you know, why am I struggling with this so, so, so much? And, you know, being a parent myself and having two kids and stuff, this was something I definitely, definitely, um, had definitely suffered with resentment. And then I felt this shame around that. Like, what is wrong with me? I'm so lucky to have, you know, two kids and I, and I think they're amazing. And like, sometimes I was like, why is this just so fucking hard? And then I felt this, um, this shame and that if I spoke about it, I would be judged for that. And this just wanting more and really struggling, you know, when as kids do, you know, they, they activate you at times. And what I believe is our kids come here to awaken us. And I was talking about this last night in my um, membership, actually. And I did a masterclass on like the good life masterclass, it was called. And I was talking on that about this kind of like duality and, and things. And one of the things that I said on there was that relationships, but particularly kids, and I want to talk about this, whether you have kids or you don't have kids, because it might help you to really understand whether it's your parents more, your in-laws more, um, your best friends, 
more, you know, help you to understand the dynamics that can happen with parents and children and how that can then just keep going. And then unconsciously, we end up creating these unhealthy dynamics because nobody knows any different. You know, a lot of the times, you know, um, to be honest, most people will have, in fact, I don't know anyone who doesn't have some, um, you know, unhealthy kind of like habits, patterns that don't serve them in relationships, right? And, you know, maybe you don't, but um, I mean this in the most loving, loving way and to not be patronizing, but it's like, you're probably not really being truly honest with yourself, right? Because, you know, we're human and we all have things and we all, you know, react to certain things. And that's just very human. It's not bad. We don't need to get to this perfect thing where like, um, and this is something I was saying in the masterclass last night that, you know, you don't you don't just master, um, you know, relationships or having healthy relationships. You don't just master boundaries. It is something that it is one, first of all, it's a skill set. So you have to actually learn certain skills. Um, but more than that, it's a practice. It's a daily thing. And it's a daily looking at your thing. And it's not like this destination thing. It really does require this moment to moment um, presence thing. And you evolve and you shift and, and you change and your preferences and your needs and things do. So it's really this constant kind of like, you know, being aware of that. And the more that we're aware of our stuff, the more that, you know, we can change things. And, but at first you have to be honest with yourself that without, you know, making yourself wrong or um, shaming yourself, but that you do have some, you know, if, if you to really, 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 really look at yourself, you will have some unhealthy habits. Now that's not, um, it, that's not always a bad thing, right? It, it's just a human thing. And as I always talk about, you know, we need to let go of perfection and expecting people to be perfect and never making mistakes because, you know, humans do. And then I, as I always say, you have to question what even is a mistake without invalidating something if something's not okay for you. And what does that mean? AKA boundaries. Like, this is not okay for me communicating that, right? But you know, unless we're willing to see that. So as I say, unhealthy um, patterns and stuff and relationships is not always a bad thing. It's just whether you're conscious of it or not. And you won't be conscious of everything. But it's like, you know, if if you constantly, you know, find yourself um, craving more in a relationship or a deeper connection, or you feel like your home life is just a little bit um, chaotic and um all of that which if you have kids it probably will be so it's more about um learning to be with that and to tolerate that and to not always trying to escape that but also realize there is this um healthy part of escapism you know it's this balance between not always trying to get somewhere um numbing and not being able to tolerate things and again that's a skill thing and also allowing yourself to dream and desire because that's what creates evolution and you know um real deep connection and stuff so it's it's both it's this in it's this integration you know balance isn't really a thing in all honesty it is this um integration because since we're trying to balance something um it's like us saying like I'm not okay with this what it is and it's 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 very much based in this kind of lack like it should be like this you know um so balance doesn't really really exist but I think when I say the word balance you know what I mean it's a concept so when we, if we can start digging into things like resentment, we can realize resentment is a very normal human thing. But left to its own devices, 
it can be really destructive to ourselves and our relationships and it can really hurt ourselves and the people we love and it can really cause us to have um, some really unhealthy habits, behaviours, reactions to things and oh gosh there's a helicopter going over I hope that's not too noisy I tried to record this podcast yesterday and it was like pouring it down and all the sound comes through and then today we've got a helicopter so we're just gonna go with it and um but my point is we all have our stuff and every single one of us does there is nobody oh my gosh it's like hovering over Oh my gosh, I've just had to like edit a little bit out and um, I don't normally do that. If you listen to the podcast regularly, you'll know that I just like keep going. I don't cut anything out, but there's literally like a helicopter like hovering above the house and I was like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? <laughs> um, so let's continue. So my point is there is nobody that doesn't doesn't have stuff, right? And we don't need to you know, have this kind of like perfect, elusive, we never react and, you know, we always have the, you know, most beautiful response and we always show up in the like healthiest ways, right? Because that doesn't exist. That's an illusion, right? You would be dead. You know, the reason we um, react to certain things is very, very survival, right? So even though you might not physically be in danger, Sometimes we react when we feel um, rejected, when we feel like our kids aren't listening to us, right? Because as ridiculous as it sounds, it activates our nervous system. It can also activate traumas, activate past wounds and stuff, right? So the more that we can understand that about ourselves um, and the more that we can learn about boundaries and learn about, um, you know, really paying attention to our family life, to our dynamics to um, our relationships the more we can be aware of things like resentment and other emotions the more that we can really really radically change and transform our lives and as corny as it sounds you know live in our truth which obviously is what the podcast is about and um, that's just huge so let's dig into resentment resentment is um, as I say it's about boundaries it's about really recognizing that you are not being true to you, okay? And that can sometimes be hard to hear, right? That doesn't mean you're being a phony, you're being inauthentic or anything like that. I mean, obviously, there is an element of not being authentic to yourself, right? But it doesn't mean you've been fake or it doesn't mean you've been phony. Like, none of us are authentic to ourselves all the time. As I spoke about um, last week, authenticity is a practice, right? And it is it is sometimes not even in our best interest to always be authentic. And there's a caveat to that. You know, if we don't live a a life, you know, that is authentic to us, we won't feel good and it doesn't benefit us or our relationships, right? But I shared last week an example of, you know, uh, of a time when, you know, I wasn't, you know, um, I didn't speak my truth in terms of like a school situation, um you can listen back to that episode I don't want to repeat myself this week I think I've also shared that story twice so um I won't go into that right but it's it it's when you come from this conscious place right so for instance with kids and stuff we're not always um we authentic to ourselves as I say I think it's really important that your kids um you, you know see you embracing yourself and you know as I say as corny as it sounds living in your truth i.e you know sharing um you know, the real you, not putting on a persona, etc, etc, etc. 
you know, like my kids know, you know, my um, likes and dislikes and they see all like, you know, they've, I'm, I'm quite a woo parent, you know, I like I'm into all the witchy things, right? So they see all that, right? Um, and, you know, they see me navigating different things, okay? So I don't mean as in you put a different version on for your children, right? What I mean is the thing that I may really, really want to do, right? I first have to check, is it a true, authentic thing from my soul or is it an ego thing, right? And they're both, um, they're both, we need both. None of them are like, it's not like, oh, if it's an ego, it's like wrong or et cetera, et cetera, right? But like, so for instance, I may be really, really craving, um, you know, just, just time for myself, right? That I may feel like what I need in, in, in the moment, right? Um, you know, and my ego might come up and be like, oh gosh, I wish I could just get five minutes to myself. But what is your ego? Your ego is survival. So it's, it's not, it's not a bad thing. And in fact, it needs honoring, you know, because the, if we don't honor it, it really, really starts roaring to be heard. And that's what kids do to you. They kind of waken you up to all your, um, coping mechanisms and stuff that really, really aren't serving you. Okay. But we might not be able to get that time to ourselves, that five, you know, minutes to ourselves, right? Um, you know, in that moment, it might be our our truth. And I, I say that in brackets, truth, not to invalidate it, right? But let me dig into this more. It really may be our truth to be like, I just need five fucking minutes to myself. Leave me alone, right? Now, that may be the case. But would it be healthy to say that to your children? No. And is that really, really, really the core truth at a soul level? No, no, it's not. It might be, to to not invalidate it, it might be be a truth, an ego truth that, you know, you could really just do with five minutes to yourself, which is normal. It's it's not unreasonable. In fact, let's stop, um, you know, let's stop making out that like five minutes to ourselves is a luxury because it's not. You know, um, I, I think so often, you know, as parents, we can feel guilty about wanting um, time for ourselves or um, a, a big chunk of time to ourselves, you know, and there's also parents that when they do have time for themselves, you know, they miss their kids. And then there's parents that like, you know, they don't and then they feel bad about that. They're like, should I be missing them? And I just want to say that it's all uh, relevant and it's all it's all valid and stuff, right? But on a deep, 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 deep soul level, it's probably not your truth. Your truth is probably more something along the lines of, I just, I, I, I just want to feel seen and heard, and that I can just relax, and that you know, there's not always somebody wanting something from me. You know, because that's more of the real truth, because the reason we want say time to ourselves, five minutes to ourselves, and let's be honest, it's not just five minutes we want to ourselves, right? It's because we've got to a place where we just feel so activated and so burnt out and, and so tired and, you know it's you don't stop being human when you have kids. You don't stop having those needs where, you know, you want somebody to to see you. But the thing is it becomes unhealthy, right? Because your kids aren't here to be seeing those things uh, about you, you know. And what happens is when we're not aware of that, it can create these really unhealthy relationships and this this resentment, right? And I'm just going to say this, you know, as it is. This is like a podcast called Truth and Transformation. So I'm just going to say this really, really, really um, 
blunt and you know last week I did an episode on vulnerability um authenticity personal power that requires you to say something even though it might polarize it might offend somebody might not like it right you know often people say they want the truth but they only want it if it's with bells and whistles and it doesn't offend them okay so I'm just going to say this really, really, you know, raw and real and I certainly don't want to offend anyone, but, you know, if, if I do, you know, then that's okay because if you want a podcast that's actually real and raw, then we need to speak things that are actually true on our heart, right? I'm just going to say it as it is. Some of us and some of our parents and some of our in-laws and some of our family members and friends and whatever are fucking rampantly entitled, right? And sometimes we can be ourselves, right? Now, I want to say something. Entitlement, there's a healthy entitlement, right? A really, 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 really healthy entitlement. That doesn't mean you're narcissistic. And again, these things link. There's a healthy narcissism that we all need, but then this is unhealthy narcissism that we can all have, right? And so often people are in denial to that their relationships and their family life is not healthy, right? So many of the things that we're taught as love isn't love. Things like self-sacrifice, self-abandoning ourselves, you know, same sort of thing. This expectation of you should just do it, you know, because you're my child, right? And I see this a lot in, you know, grown-up um um, you know, you're a grown-up now, you're an adult now, and this unhealthy dynamic, whether it's with in-laws or with parents, where they just expect and, you know, they will push their boundaries and it's like, well, you know, I'm your mother or I'm your father or like whatever, right? And I want to talk about that, right? And I think it's a really, really important thing to talk about, right? Because, we don't get, you know, to do certain things, right? And you might be listening to this and be like, that's not that, like, I really, really don't do that. You might have the opposite thing where actually you could do with a dose of healthy entitlement, more self-indulgent. And that's why I talked in, in you know, the two, three episodes ago about, you know, there's a lot of grey in what creates a healthy relationship and stuff. Somebody might need to be more self-indulgent and somebody else might need to be a lot less and learn to tolerate um, things not always going their way and um, sitting with that discomfort. But I see this a lot in society, this rampant entitlement. Um, it's almost like, you know, I've done you a favour by, you know, giving birth to you and, you know, I sacrifice so much and, you know, like I do all this and there's almost this kind of like martyrness to it, right? Now, I want to say that's not always, you know, a bad thing that's just very, very human. Every single one of us at times, if you're really, really conscious, we can all do that at times, right? I, I catch myself with this and for a long time it was passive and I was unaware of it, right? But I can remember saying to to my husband, right, and some people are going to take this the wrong way and, you know, whatever, I can't can't control that, right? But I can remember um, saying to my husband, you know, he was, you know, talking about the kids and, you know, it was like, um, we were both really, really struggling and full transparency, parenting still kicks our asses every single day. Um, and I think one of the reasons for that, one, just because parenting is an awakening, it, it right, if, if you're not a parent, this is just 
um, let me put it into perspective for you, right? That think about, you know, when you're having one of those days where you're feeling off and you're struggling, right? And some of the things you might do. So you might just, you know, um, have a day to yourself or you might not be able to have a day for yourself you might have work but then you might come home and just I don't know just you know watch Netflix or whatever you do right now when you have kids you know you you may be struggling because you're human but it doesn't stop you don't get that respite you don't get that but it doesn't stop you being human so, you know, what can happen is you can find resentment can build, reactions and stuff can build up. And then those things just bounce off each other. And it forces you to have this awakening to look at your um, coping mechanisms that, you know, um, the things that you're struggling to tolerate, like basically brings all your, your shit up and it really starts affecting your relationship. So anything that you've never dealt with and you might not be conscious of it. So where you'll have created, you know, patterns and habits that don't serve you, they really get brought to the light when you become a parent. Um, and also in, in relationships, romantic relationships or otherwise friendships with in-laws, etc., etc., etc. They all get, you know, anything that you've never dealt with, um, your relationships with your children or with a romantic partner or any relationship in all honesty, you'll be forced to do that. And if you don't, you'll find it'll start roaring and you'll find that things like resentment will come up or you'll react and you'll have like these kind of like emotional outbursts. Now I want to talk about emotions, right? All of us react at times, right? In different ways, in COVID and, um, you know, um, in COVID ways and all such very obvious ways, right? All of us, all of us, all of us do, but it's just how aware you're at. So emotion, when I talk about emotional outbursts, I mean as in, um, ones that are very reactive, you just do it without thinking, right? Rather than, um, you know, responding. And as I always say, you know, everybody reacts at times, but it's like there's no cleanup, there's no looking at your own stuff. And this is something that I really, really see a lot um, that happens kind of in relationships where nobody's really willing to look at their own stuff, right? And then we're not fe- not feeling so good. You know, we feel like our home life isn't so good, but we aren't willing to look at our own stuff. Or we go the opposite extreme. We blame ourselves for everything rather than this healthy kind of, yeah, taking responsibility, but like you're not responsible for everything. And I, I I see this a lot, um, as I say, you know, with parents just, you know, expecting certain things because it's like almost like they've done you a favor because they give birth to you, right? And I just want to call BS on that, right? You have not done somebody a favor by having them. You haven't. Like, that's all about you. It's all about you. Now, do I believe on a soul level that we pick our parents? Absolutely. I I, I believe that. I believe we come here to learn things. You know, I went through tra- um, trauma as, as a child, sexual, emotional, um, paranormal, a little bit of um, physical um, abuse. I, say, I shouldn't say a little, actually, um, because, you know, that can be damaging and stuff. But what I mean is I didn't realise it for for some time, um, you know, because I, I had this image of what I thought, you know, physical abuse was, but that was definitely um, the the lesser sort, if that makes sense, um, not to invalidate that or to make it, you know, small or anything like that, but it was, it was just something that I wasn't really consciously aware of, right? 
And the more that I've kind of become aware of these things, to be honest, the more kind of like, oh, eye-opening and harrowing it's been. And, and basically what I want to say is, we're not doing, as I say, our children any favours by birthing them. <laughs> we're not. As I say, you know, I do believe on a soul level, we perhaps picked our parents, that that is my belief. Even though I went through trauma, I do think that, you know, I I picked them so I could come here and learn some stuff and, you know, go on and teach that. That might be too woo for somebody else. That might be some people thinking, oh, that's just um, a coping mechanism, telling yourself that story as a way to deal with it. And there may be some truth in that, but also um, everything we give meaning to. So actually, sometimes I think these things, I, I actually just believe that's just a genuine thing that, you know, on, on some level, even if you've been through really, really traumatic things, that like your soul knew that coming in, um, that that is just, just my belief. And even if, it, you know, somebody believes it is a coping mechanism, as I say, there could be some truth in that. But like for me, I just sort of think, no, just no, because we're actually always creating meaning around everything. So for me, there are are certain things that we create meaning around that really, really help us to thrive. But it is my belief that I did chose the kind of relationships and traumas and stuff. But my point is, right, we're not doing, by having children, we're not doing them any favours, right? And this is where it can become this really, really unhealthy, you know, entitlement. Um, On a human level, we are not doing them any favours by, you know, meeting their basic needs, you know, by um, feeding them and, you know, giving them shelter and like all of these things. And what happens is we can become really, really um, entitled and resentful when we feel like they don't appreciate it, right? And I had this conversation with my husband, right? And I'm not talking about that, you know, um, I think some people when they hear that, they think that I mean like, you know, raising people. people that you know are not grateful or like that's not what I'm talking about but I think some of the ways that we're trying to teach our children and stuff to be grateful actually doesn't work it just creates shame and it just doesn't allow them to actually be actually be human and I remember having a conversation you know with my husband and we were struggling with the kids and stuff and you know we're both talking about you know I I just wish sometimes they could you know appreciate things more or whatever and I said to him but I think we're setting the standard really really low for them and we need to deal with our stuff right because like yes okay we want to teach them um you know gratitude and to really see the things that they've got right because we all know people who are like really really ungrateful and you don't want to hang around with those people right but I said you know when we've got this you know standard that you know we expect them to be like super super and again some people are going to dislike what I'm about to say and that's okay and you know I'm always learning more things around parenting and healthy relationships and stuff so I'm totally willing to be wrong right but right here right now this is the situ- this is the place that I'm at this is the conclusion that I'm at right now right I believe that when we're you know expecting kids and things to just be grateful of like having their basic needs met we actually set them up for really 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 unhealthy relationships we set the standard and the bar really really low and you actually don't make them grateful so like you know one of the things that I always got taught to me when I was a child was like you know you should just be grateful for having this food because there's people starving in the world right it doesn't actually make somebody more grateful I don't believe it just makes them um, feel this sense of shame when they want more and they desire more which is a normal human thing and my point is expecting them to 
be grateful the fact that you've fed them and that you know you've given them love and shelter and one thing you're really really setting the bar really really low and it's because you know you're struggling with that um, as I said not feeling seen you know for for your efforts you know for making the dinner or for like doing all these mundane things that you maybe don't feel like doing in all honesty right because you know a lot of us don't enjoy that kind of thing right but we really, really have to look at ourselves and look at, you know, where we do become a bit of a martyr here, right? And also, as I said, there is a, um, all of these things as a healthy part to it, but it can leak into this unhealthy, as I say, rampant entitlement where we have to remind ourselves we are not doing our kids any favours just by having them, just by raising them, right? They have emotional needs, right? And we live in a society now where I saw a post the other day, right? And it basically said something along the lines of, oh, you know, this generation and they're so entitled and, um, you know, in my day we wouldn't do that and we wouldn't have disrespected people because you'd have got a clip around the ear and stuff, right? And I, to be honest, I really, really, really struggle with that mentality and it pisses me off, right? Here's why it pisses me off, because those people don't see their rampant entitlement. They don't see that, like, that's, that's your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids and they don't take any responsibility and they don't look at their own shit right it is not respect right if somebody you know doesn't do a certain thing um because they're frightened they're going to get a clip around the ear or they're going to get a verbal shaming right that is not respect that is fear and that is compliance out of fear and there is, I see that a lot, you know, I see this a lot where people go, oh, people are entitled these days, and they don't appreciate things, and, you know, in my day, we wouldn't have done these things, and I really want to be like, um, no, 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 right, when you stopped being allowed to do things like caning children in school and stuff, right, and you believe that's why we have some of the problems we do in the world now, like, you are in denial, right, because people weren't doing things, right, um, because, you know, like, first of all, let's be honest, you know, people have always done, you know, really, really harmful, hurtful things, you know, awful things have always happened in the world, right, so we also have to be honest about that, right, we just see more of it now because of social media, right, but also, say somebody doesn't do things, you know, that are harmful, if they're not doing it, because they're frightened of what may happen to them, aka a child doesn't behave in a certain way at school once over because they would have got the cane for it, right? That is not creating healthy relationships. That is, like, that's not that, right? A healthy relationship is, I care about you and I care what's in your best interest and I respect you and I love you and I'm grateful for you, not out of fear, out of genuine connection, Right. And this is where I think the rampant entitlement comes from. Right. I see this all the time. Like I've give you everything and I've done this and done that because in, in your head you have, you know, you've done a lot, you've sacrificed a lot and you've met these physical needs. But what you miss is you haven't met emotional needs, right? And I saw this post the other day and they were like, oh, you know, now when somebody does something, we say to them, oh, how were you feeling? You know, what was going on? And it was basically taking the piss that everything's around feelings this day. And I just thought, wow, you're fucking ignorance, right? 
like you've created this like I'm not just saying you alone but like we've all participated in this you know and we see you know really unhealthy kind of like relationships and dynamics and some of the awful things that happen in the world it really really comes down to emotional needs not being met and this entitlement that we somehow think we have sacrificed so much by you know um you know whether it's by having kids and all that we've given them or in in relationships and stuff and they're not feeling appreciated right now here's what I want to talk about right there is you know parenting is a sacrifice right and that's why it's said about resentment right because if it goes unchecked it does cause resentment right because you don't become a parent and stop having needs right but this is where it comes down to and this is where we need to get really really honest it comes down to boundaries right it comes down to you not looking at your emotional stuff and where because you couldn't handle say your child just being human and having a tantrum um like you shamed the child or you scolded them or you know a lot of us had parents that would hit us or you know tell us we need to stop crying or they'll give us something to cry about I mean that that blows my mind that you know that was normal to say that to children that that was it was normal for me to hear that growing up and I speak to a lot of my friends and it was normal for them to hear it, right? So you're asking them to just not be human and then pissed off, you know, when when they bubble over and they, and they have a tantrum because you can't handle it. And then we get, you know, you I, I see this all the time, they get resentful. Well, you know, I fed them and I put a roof over their head and they should realise how lucky they have it and how good they have it. As I say, there's people starving in the world. And it's rampant entitlement because like as I say you're not doing them any favors by doing that you're not you're not doing them any favors that is like the basic um you know baseline of like you know you're gonna feed them and you're gonna give them a roof over their head and all of these things so what happens is so then when when kids are given more than that they feel resentful because they're like well you have so much more than other people but what they don't realize is they haven't created that emotional connection right and then so then when you know people struggle with you know mental health or whatever you know people you know talk about it you know out of this um entitlement but they don't take any responsibility that they never met somebody on an emotional need level right now as you become an adult right this is where we have to um well we, we certainly don't have to by any means but I sort of think kind of whilst acknowledging the stuff, um, we almost have to realise that our parents and our caregivers and our family members and our in-laws did the best that they knew with what they had, right? Because this is what we're talking about, you know, generational trauma, which some people deny. Because as I said, they see it as, well, you had it good, you had all your physical needs met, but they don't really understand around emotional stuff, right? So this isn't to blame anybody or anything like that, right? But if you're listening to this, whether you're struggling with parenting or you're struggling with a family member or you're struggling with an in-law, or you're struggling with a relationship, like or whatever it is, right? You have probably experienced some of these health unhealthy dynamics, some of this rampant entitlement, some of this expectation, or the opposite, where somebody really didn't feel enough and you know they didn't expect anything and actually that made them um somebody that just put up with shit all the time 
right? So for me, it's creating these um, healthy dynamics with your kids and really, really having boundaries, you know, um, healthy age appropriate boundaries with, with your children, right? One of the things that I really learned for kids to really, really thrive, they need to know boundaries. But what we got taught is very much, and this is no judgment, I did all of these things with both of my children because I didn't know um, any better. As I said, these things we pass on, we, you know, we learn from our parents and either we copy what our parents did or we create other unhealthy coping mechanisms because we're not aware. Um, and and that's, that's what I did. You know, I did some of the same things as what, say, you know, my caregivers did to me. And then also I did certain things that I was like, I am fucking not doing that, right? Because that really, really hurt me. But I just created other really unhealthy, dysfunctional things that I really, really, really wasn't aware of. Um, And one of the things that I did is I very much did the reward and punishment thing because I didn't know any different. Um, And one of the things since, you know, really, and sometimes I think this is what happens, things almost have to get so bad so that you wake up and you're like, this isn't working and somebody needs to be taking responsibility. And that is my struggle with, you know, some people when they're just like, oh, you wouldn't do that in my day type thing. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you take no fucking responsibility. And that rampant entitlement pisses me the fuck off, in all honesty. Um, so it gets to the point where somebody has to wake up and be the one to to break these patterns. And it's not fucking easy because you're trying to break these patterns and you're trying to do healthy relationships with the way you parent, with the way you are with your partner, with your friends and stuff, but you still have needs. And often when you're doing that, and I've really saw this in myself, so sometimes like, you know, my kids will activate me and I'm like, oh my gosh, why is this so fucking hard? And you're being a dick and all of those things. And they're not actually being dicks, they're just being children. I mean, sometimes they may be, but it's like a normal human thing. Um, it's, it's a normal part of development. And also that's just our perspective. It's us not being able to handle, um, the, not being able to tolerate and not knowing how to navigate that in all honesty. Um, but sometimes I was like, oh, I wish I could just be ignorant and like, you know, sometimes I wish I could be like that generation. I mean, I don't. Um, but, but you know what I mean? Where they're just, they blame everybody else and they never go, hey, maybe this isn't me. Maybe when I see things happening in the world and how awful and cruel we can be, to, like maybe I need to think, what was my role in that? Not as in blaming yourself for everything, right? Because you're not responsible for everything and there is times for healthy, um, basically there are times when it is appropriate to blame. So for instance, a child being abused, that is not on the child at all. They're completely, completely, completely innocent in that. You know, um, any any kind of like abuse, you know, um, by act of violence or anything like that, not responsible at all, okay? However, right, when it comes to things like parenting and it comes to things like our relationship, yes, you know, there are times when we need to place the blame elsewhere, healthy blame, right? But there are some times when we actually need to fucking look at ourselves, right? And stop blaming everybody else, right? And so for me, you know, whenever I am like struggling kind of in a relationship, whether it's with my partner or with my kids, I'm like, I need to look at myself without, you know, um, you know, putting myself down without always giving myself a hard time. And then also looking at where sometimes actually 
you know, there's nothing wrong. I just need to learn to tolerate certain states and realizing when sometimes, again, that um, rampant entitlement comes up where it's like, this shouldn't be this way. And I actually just can't, you know, um, tolerate, you know, my child just having a natural human um, emotion, just part of their development, you know, because we really do have a lack of tolerance for certain emotions, you know, like if our child is like really frustrated and like really, you know, um, really loudly expressing their frustration or if they're being really um, quiet and observed and we feel like they're really, really sad, again, we can struggle to tolerate that. And the issue is we really, really set them up, you know, to to struggle with mental health and things like that. And that, I'm, by no means am I saying if your child's struggling with mental health, it's all on you. But what I, I'm saying is there are parts of us, and this can be hard to hear, that it is us as well without blaming ourselves or shaming yourself because it's also not your fault. That's something that I really want to make clear, right? This isn't about blaming ourselves or blaming our parents. It's like we just don't know certain things, right? And one of the things that I really, really learned in creating healthy relationships is you've got to have boundaries, right? And what I realized is a lot of our caregivers had really, really unhealthy boundaries. Like their way of saying no was shaming you. Or their way of saying no was like at school, you know, some of our parents got caned at school and stuff. Like that was their way of doing boundaries, but it wasn't healthy, right? It was because they couldn't tolerate, you know, um, people basically um, questioning them like questioning them and and this is the thing we often struggle with that you know when our child questions us but don't we want them to grow up to question things um we're actually really setting our children up to to lose and to have unhealthy relationships and not only that us to have unhealthy relationships with them if we don't um help them create boundaries by us having boundaries where basically we don't abandon ourselves and we give ourselves what, you know, what we need. And also we have boundaries with other people, with our kids. Um, and also we learn, it's what I call, I said in a podcast episode, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, I call it like conscious inconvenience. And I said that as if like everybody knows this thing. This is actually um my interpretation this is what I call it right there are times when you will be inconvenienced in a relationship right parenting is a big inconvenience right and some people are not gonna like it when I say that because they're gonna be like you're so lucky to have children right you can realize how blessed you are right to have children right and also we need to be real and honest right there is nothing convenient around having children, right? And this is where that resentment and that unhealthy entitlement can come from. That if we don't check in with ourselves, we hurt ourselves, we hurt our kids, we hurt all our relationships. And then this keeps getting passed on, right? Think about it this way, right? You know, you've gone to bed, you need want to get a decent night's sleep and your child wakes up, throwing up everywhere, right? Nothing convenient about it right? So we have to practice conscious inconvenience, right? Where instead of trying to like push down our feelings and our frustrations with that and our tiredness around that, we have to realize it is damn inconvenient, right? And we have to learn to be able to sit with those emotions and then when the time's appropriate, be able to express them so that it doesn't become resentment, 
right? And actually, if we do that, it can be this radical awakening that can change everything. It can bring us into this acceptance, accepting life as it is, and then also creating changes where we can and what we can control, okay? But there are some things we can't control. And this is, if you've got kids, this is this is like, yeah, there's so much you can't control. And what, you know, relationships do and, and kids do is, they learn you. It's this very humbling thing to release control. But what a lot of our caregivers give is they try to really control things in really, really unhealthy ways, right? They did things that were super, super, super unhealthy because they couldn't handle it. So what I believe is what our relationships do is it's teaching us to learn to emotionally regulate. What does emotionally regulate mean? Emotionally regulate means you check in with yourself and your reactions and you don't shame yourself if you find yourself reacting in certain ways. You work on repair and you work on getting to the root of it so that it doesn't keep happening. As I said, there will be times where you will react, but it's like... You know, it's it's really, really, um, and it's not a linear thing, but the more you do this work, the more that you, instead of reacting, you come from this conscious place, unless it is a colder situation where you do need to react. As I say, your child, I don't know, runs out into the road, you need to react quickly, um, you know, or something really awful could happen, right? But a lot of the times we're reacting when we need to respond more, right? And what this comes down to is um, boundaries. Now, boundaries are something that I think people don't understand they think boundaries is just about saying no and it can be right it's absolutely a million percent can be but it's often not boundaries is a lot more about communication it's a lot more tuning to your emotional needs it's a lot more being aware of of somebody else's it's a lot more about um realizing why you reacted a certain way it's a lot more bringing this consciousness to it oh I reacted that way because I felt unseen I felt insignificant right that's the healthy entitlement coming up because if you can bring awareness to that it doesn't become this resentment it becomes this I need to whether it's like I need to speak to my inner child and be like I see you I'm gonna take care of you right so that when your child's activating you and you feel unappreciated right rather than then teaching them this um this thing of like they should just be grateful when you're and you're not actually teaching them genuine gratitude right you can actually look at your own shit you can actually look at your own entitlement right and that is huge you know one of the things around boundaries is you have to be willing to guilt manage you have to be willing to have some people not like it this could be your parents this could be your in-laws right and you have to be able to uphold your boundaries if it starts hurting you right what you don't do what you're not doing your kids any favors is if you start um, hurting you right so I've really had to start laying with my kids these real age-appropriate boundaries um and being able to tolerate certain things and realizing that, you know, the reward punishment thing really, really, really has a negative effect on our kids. Even like, you know, con- like the, so I can remember with my daughter, like potty training her and giving her rewards and stuff. And the whole school system is set up that way, right? And what I learned about that is that actually sets um, children up to often struggle with self-esteem issues, often to struggle with mental health, right? Because in life... And you quickly find this out in your adult relationships and with your kids. People won't always, you know, give you a pat on the back, right? So what happens is you almost get addicted to that. You get addicted to 
somebody saying, well done, I appreciate this, right? And I'm not saying that that's, you know, a bad thing to expect that, right? But what I'm saying is boundaries is about being able to communicate that, you know, um, so it's about me being able to say, you know, to my husband, oh, you know, I I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel like I, I mattered. It's like asking him what I need, right? But most of us don't do that. And we I, I see this so often. Oh, well, they should just know. That's not actually healthy. People can't actually read your mind. That's actually a boundary thing. That's actually your lack of communication. And also it needs to be appropriate because if we're doing that with our kids, we're setting the standard really, really, really fucking low. And I see this a lot with parents, you know, just this expecting of certain things, you know. And one of the things that I had to really learn to do is what if I give myself permission to disappoint some people? And what I realized when I started putting boundaries in place, I would feel this immense guilt, Right. And I hear something else I want to say. Sometimes people are saying they're doing boundaries. They're not actually doing boundaries. They're doing walls because they can't deal with the discomfort of somebody um, might not like it. So they just avoided them. So what I want you to look at is resentment is um, it's one telling you about boundaries. Learn how and it's a skill set. Learn how to do healthy boundaries. Right. Boundaries goes really, really, really deep. Okay. Um, and also it is telling you about an emotional need. Envious, so the reason that people will get envious of their kids, and again, people don't talk about this because they think it makes them a bad parent, it doesn't, it's just, um, we need to normalise this, right? But at the same time, not let it run the show, and if it does, that's when you go and you speak to somebody and, and you um, seek help and you look at your stuff, right? Um but it's also showing you a desire, something you want. So the reason, as I say, somebody could get envious of their kids, it's because like we actually sometimes um, can feel um, jealous because they can just be fully expressed or they can just play. And we might be thinking, I would just like a break. I would just like to play. That's telling you something. It's saying, I need rest. I need more play. I need more fun in my life. So then it's like, how can you seek that in healthy ways? And also how can you use parenting or relationships as an awakening to be in that conscious inconvenience of surrendering to what is and being able to tolerate the meth as in, you know, those um, meth days where you're like, oh, and bring this mindfulness to the mundane, mindful mundane moments. But a lot of us can't hold space for that. So this is probably something that I need to keep talking about and keep going into more. But I'm going to wrap it up here just as a start of a conversation because this is a big, big, big topic. So um, yeah, I'll probably cover this more at some point. Um, I, I don't know when. I've got lots of topics planned for this podcast. But if any of this resonated with you, then um, drop me a message. You know, I, I love getting your messages. I got a message from somebody the other week saying that I'd listen to my podcast and um, and their partner recently came out as bisexual and how much it helped them. I do read your messages, so do send me a message. And um, if you're interested in any of my services, you can check it out at kirstyd.com. But other than that, I will be back next week with another podcast episode. I hope you have a wonderful day or evening, and I will speak to you then. Namaste.